0: okay um this week we're still continuing on in our silence and solitude series and we're looking and reflecting on the element of wisdom within that today so let me read uh our passage today It comes from luke chapter 6 and it's verse 12 through to 16 let me read one of those days jesus went out to a mountainside to pray he spent the night praying to god then the morning came when the morning came he called his disciples and chose the 12 of them whom he designated as apostles simon whom he called peter his brother andrew james john philip bartholomew matthew thomas james the son of alpheus simon he called the zealot judas the son of james and judas iscariot who became a traitor that's god's word and we'll reflect back on that a little bit later Uh, This morning, I just wanted to make it really super practical. So, I'm just wondering if you would allow me to do something a little bit unusual, but if you would just let me be a little little bit more comfortable. I would feel a whole lot more comfortable if I was sitting on... And many of you know that I'm a tradie and I come from a trade background, but I would feel a lot more comfortable if I was sitting on a paint drum instead of a pulpit. (laughs) So, it might not relax you, but it's going to relax me, so just... I just appreciate you letting me do that. <laughs> this morning I just want us to reflect on on God's wisdom as we look at as we look at these verses. I was thinking about what silence and solitude is and what it means to be alone. And I reflected the last couple of weeks on times when I've been alone, been in isolated. And what came to mind was a time when I was in PNG, I'd been invited to go up there to build a house for Dawn's sister and her husband, Gary. And part of that process, they lived in a very isolated part, not just on mainland PNG, but off an island off to the east called West New Britain, and we were over in the east part of that in the mountains, uh, and it was a very remote location. Had to get there by helicopter. So part of that process of getting materials and supplies into was to drive a truck as far as we could into the bush, to clear a patch in the bush, and then to fly the helicopter back and forward to the location where they were going to be. Part of that meant that we had to get big nets and put nets underneath the helicopter, put all the supplies in there and fly them over the mountains to where their location was. The issue was as the day got hotter and hotter, the helicopter got less and less efficient and the amount of loads that we could do got less and less. So In the end, we didn't uh, get it all achieved in the day, so it meant we had to stay overnight. they said well someone's gonna to have to stay with the stuff so i just put up my hand not thinking about it and then when uh the time went on i started to think hang on a minute i don't know the culture we'd had a bit of a barney with the guys up the road on the way in because of they wanted some compensation because we're on their road so there's a little bit of tension there i don't speak pigeon so if anybody comes along i can't communicate to them and we're in the back of Beyond very isolated and this sense of absolute not panic but just isolation come over me because I'm just thinking where if this this helicopter takes off with these other guys I'm going to be alone like no other and as it went on the afternoon went on the guys decided well probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we left the stuff there which I was quite happy in the end to find out that they had uh, decided that and we went back to another location and stayed the night uh, at another missionary's house. Point in case is what I'm bringing out there is I felt incredibly alone and isolated at that time and I'm just wondering yourself if you can think of a time when you've been alone had that sense of being isolated now I'm not sure about you what what you think of when we talk about silence and solitude whether that's what kind of thing comes to your mind when we talk about Solitude, where you're thinking about being on your own, alone. Well, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that we do withdraw to a quiet place, but we're not alone. And I just want us to uh, reflect on um, some words from from Richard Foster, some great thinking about that, and this is what he reflects. Loneliness is an inner emptiness. Solitude is inner fulfilment. Loneliness is inner emptiness, and solitude is inner fulfilment. When we think about silence and solitude, it's not about just getting away and being alone. It's not just about in that space of being on our own. I love to go fishing, and most of the places I go fishing involve mountains and rivers, and it's a great place for me to spend time in silence and solitude. But if the intentionality wasn't there, all it would be is me on the river. And I want to encourage us this morning that when we have times when we try and get space in our lives to have time alone, that when we think about silence and solitude, that it's not just time alone, but it's time with God. It's intentional. Or otherwise, we're nothing more than that. And it's great to be able to get to a place that's by a river or it's on a mountain. And that's that's beautiful. And that's majestic and there's nothing wrong with that but if we're not inviting God and God the Father and Jesus into that space then it's just us being somewhere in nature so it's about the intentionality it's about thinking about what we're actually doing and as we as we push hard into as a church here what it means to be followers of Jesus and we hold very closely The life and the way of jesus it's important that we go back to scripture and see what jesus did so this morning in our in our first reading there what did what did jesus do he was about to make a decision that was a decision that was going to change the landscape of not only his local area but the landscape of the world he was going to start a movement that was going to become world changing so the decision he was about to make was going to be massive wasn't it The decision he was about to make was one that he didn't feel he could just make on his own so where did he go he went to God the Father we see in that example that actually before he went and chose those 12 he went and spent time in silence and solitude with his father in that relational connection time he listened to what God had to say to him and I want us to be encouraged by that and also to learn from that, to be reflective of what it means for us as we look at the example of Jesus. Where does our true wisdom come from? It comes from God, right? So if we're going to follow what God says to us through his example of his son, then we need to take heed to what Jesus did. As we follow on a few verses, I just want to reflect on some of the rhythms, the practices or... What Jesus did in his life. So let's do a quick overview of Jesus' life in a few verses. Let me just uh, run through these quickly. Mark 1.12, Jesus went out into the desert. Mark 1.16, Jesus walked. Mark 1.35, Jesus went to a solitary place. Mark 1.45, Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place. Mark 2.13, out beside the lake. Mark two twenty-three, walked along. Mark three seven. withdrew with his disciples to the lake. Mark nine two. Jesus took James, Peter, James, and John with him and led them up to a high mountain where they were alone. And the verse that we read before. Luke six twelve, Jesus went out to the mountainside. Matthew thirteen. One, Jesus went out to the house and sat went out of the house and sat by the lake. Luke nine uh, eighteen. Once when Jesus was praying in private, John seven ten, he went also to not to a public but went in secret. Matthew fifteen twenty nine, Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee and went up on the mountainside and sat down mark 14 26 they went out to the mount of Ol- he went, they went out to the mount of olives matthew 14 32 they went to a place called gethsemane and jesus said to the disciples sit here while i go and pray now there's an overview of jesus life the different encounters the things that and there's a whole backstory of what was going on in each of those encounters that jesus really wanted to focus on and for us to be able to pay heed to this morning that through those injunctions and those encounters in his life with people and what was going on the busyness the craziness of life he stopped and went and spent time intentionally time with the father it's in relationship that we we grow in in these elements it's in our relationship with god the father that we're going to grow It's like our relationship, isn't it? If we're going to have relationships with each other, how do we get to know you? How do you get to know me? How do you get to know I was a tradie? How do you get to know that I spent 30 odd years as a builder? It's by spending time with me. How do I get to know you? It's by spending time with you. It's by intentionally getting along and spending time with each other that we relationally get to know each other. And our encouragement this morning is it's the same with God. The way that we get to know our Heavenly Father is by spending time with him and I know myself and I'm sure it's the same for you that the busyness of life just comes in and all these other things crowd into our space crowd into our our, into our day into our week into our month and the things that become the, the loudest voice Uh, everything but what God is saying to us. I don't sit here this morning as someone who's got all this together. I sit here this morning with you, struggling to find time to spend with Jesus like you do. But my encouragement to us is that we keep seeking out and keep working on doing that. Keep practising the rhythm of silence and solitude. Last week, Trina stopped and took us through a time of that. And we're going to do it again today because it's a practice. It's a rhythm. And I'm wondering if you would join with me again today as we just take a couple of minutes now to stop, to put aside all the busyness of life, to put aside everything else, and spend a couple of moments with the Heavenly Father with Jesus. Just bow your head and I invite you to do that with me now. Father, as we just come now, quiet in our hearts. Center our scattered thinking. Just bring our hearts and our thoughts and our soul to you now as we just stop. let's just come back together now how was that for you was it was it different was it refreshing maybe it's a practice that you do you may be all over this way more than me and it's just a rhythm of your life it's something that you're used to doing maybe it was not maybe it was weird maybe to stop and seem a bit weird to you a little bit religious or something that was maybe uncomfortable and that's okay And that's all right but what i am encouraging us to do is to realize that god is a relational god before we were created god was in relationship with god the father god the son and the holy spirit he's a relational god he was in relationship before he created us he created us for relationship God desperately wants to be in relationship with you and with me. It blows my mind to think that the God of the universe wants me to spend time with him. And he wants to spend time with me. What, the richness that we saw in Jesus' life, the time, the refreshing that Jesus had, the time of wisdom that came into him, the preparation that God gave him in those times of silence and solitude, why do I deny myself of that? Why do I allow the busyness of life to come in and rob me of that? Why do you? We, we read here and we saw in Jesus' life, and Trini shared with us last week about the fact that it's not in weakness that Jesus went to the desert. It was where he was refreshed. It's where his strength come from in being renewed by the Father. And that's available to each one of us, and we just don't do it. Why don't we do it? I've got a little theory. My little theory is that Satan doesn't want you to. Satan doesn't want me to. If I'm going to have victory, what does he want to try and stop? He wants to keep you busy. He wants to keep me busy. He wants to keep us saying that everything else comes before stopping. Oh, that's being a bit indulgent. Stopping, isn't it? I've got things to do. Jesus had the disciples in the middle of the lake. They were destitute, desperate, crying out. And Jesus said, no, that will wait. I'm going to spend time with the Father. Now, I'm not saying if someone's fallen off a cliff that you don't attend to it. But what I am saying is that it's, it's an example of what Jesus laid for us. This is important stuff. This isn't stuff that just when we've got everything else together that we come back to this these are tools to put in our toolbox this is a way for us to be able to have victorious lives to be refreshed to be filled to be useful to be people who are like those recipients today people who can be on mission and doing what God calls us to do and that's what we can get out of spending time and being refreshed spending time in silence and solitude with God I want this morning to be like I said to be really really practical And as I said, I'm not not coming to you, and and same with Trenish, we didn't come to you last week, we're not saying we've got this all together, but we are saying that this is really important. And we do acknowledge that this is stuff that we as children, as followers of God, as disciples, need to really be pushing into. So what does it look like? What what does it look like for me? You might say, okay, well, what does it look like for for, for me? I'm a morning person, so for me, I, I get up in the morning and I spend that time Quiet, the house is quiet, the day's quiet, there's not much traffic around. It's just for me, it's just a nice quiet space. And to enter into that time of being able to listen to God before my day starts, before all the craziness begins, and to let God have the first bite. Now, do I do that all the time? No, things come in at times. Yeah, I'm not saying I get that perfect. But it is a rhythm that i push into it is something that i continue to say god i want this to be a priority i've got a spot that i sit i've got some rhythms that i do that just help me to just stop and slow down and i encourage you to do that to find your space whether it be morning noon or night in your rhythm of your day to find somewhere where you can stop and spend some time with god be refreshed Commune with him. Tell him you love him. Be appreciative for all that he's given you. Pull your heart out. Be angry with him. That's a relationship. It's this is a relationship that we're in with God that we're just trying to foster. That we're just trying to make deeper and more richer. And the only way we do that is by spending time with each other. So I want to encourage us to do that. I want to encourage you to do that. I, I hope that just some of these practices we're talking about. What are some practical ways that you think about that you could do it? There's some other things that really help. There's, there's resources that we talked about last week and there's, and there's many books. You've only got to Google Science and Solitude and you'll get lots of really helpful things. John Mark Comer, uh, Richard Foster, many of these people that we've been following and as a, as even as your leaders, we've been pushing into this. We're doing these practices as your leadership group. We spend time doing that. Not to try and waste time but to try and lead well if we're going to lead well we need to be close and have a good relationship with god because where else do we lead from Amen. so we we are exampling that and exhibiting that in our own lives and for me it's a struggle at times other things do just you just you know i've had mornings where i've fallen asleep that's the reality you know and there's no i'm not trying to i'm not trying to knock you out of the game in that sense if you if you fail at it just recalibrate reset keep going that's what i want to encourage you to do the other thing is there's a there's an app on your phone which there's probably many apps but there's one that is really useful one it's called lectio 365 and if you're not used to doing some of these habits it's just a really good way to start your day or to finish your day some really good thoughts put there someone has spent a lot of time putting it together and it's a great space to be able to come to if and if this is something that you haven't really done a lot of Great place to start. Put it on your phone. Use some of these things to help you good practical ways. This, sun, this Saturday, so the 25th, we've got an out at Ganya prayer retreat. There's a weekend out there, a whole day from 9.30 to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, a whole day dedicated to silence and solitude. You can go out there and pray. You can go out there and spend time. I encourage you, it's a practical way. Another way of being able to, to either start this habit or to foster this habit, to continue this habit, get into a space that's really quiet. Intentionally, get out there when you can, leave when you must, spend some time in prayer. I encourage you to do that if you could on Saturday. These are rhythms that we're talking about getting in, daily rhythms, find your rhythm, find your space because the relationship that you're going to build with Jesus is going to be well worth it. And yeah, you're going, to, you're going to have pushback because Satan's going to try and stop you every way he can. But I encourage us to push into the hard practices. When I say hard, I say hard in one sense, but as you do this, you'll crave for it. You'll want to do it more and more. You'll, you'll find yourself wanting to do it more. And Even myself now, I find time just going very quick because I'm enjoying that time increasingly. So as you attempt to do that this coming week, these coming months, I encourage you to do it how it works for you. It doesn't have to be how it looks for me, but I really encourage you to find a space Whether it's before an appointment, whether it's before picking up their kids, you've got half an hour. Whether it's doing a job that you can put aside maybe for half an hour if it's one of those jobs. Or maybe it's a job that you can actually do and still be just intentionally stopping and being with God. What I encourage you is to find that space in your day. It's there. You've just got to to look for it and make it work. This is a verse out of Psalms forty six and it says this forty six ten, be still and know that I am God. And I want to finish with this. This is a from Matthew eleven twenty eight and it comes from the message. Let me read it to you. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's the words of Jesus to us. That's the kind of relationship that he wants and craves to have with us will you pray with me lord we just thank you now as we just as we have had this opportunity just to reflect about what it was that you did in your life as when you were here on earth lord you just desire to be an example to us to show us how to do it and and as you just said there watch me follow me and we've read this morning what you did you spent time in silence and solitude lord this isn't a practice we've made up this is not something that we're trying to invent but this is what you did and jesus we want to follow that we want to be encouraged by spending time with you and what it does in our lives and how it makes us be so much more useful on mission with you father i just thank you so much for each and every life in this room this morning it's online we just want to say god we want to do this better help us to do it better. We realize that we allow things to come into our lives and just take over. But Lord, I just pray that you'll just tap me on the shoulder again and remind me that you're there wanting to be in relationship with me. Being wanting to be in relationship with you to build us, to refresh us, to send us out on mission. You're a good, good God, and we love you. And we want to say thank you. In your name, Amen. Thank you.